Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And let's start off with the ongoing saga of Tyson Fury and Alexander Yusek. It looks like, according to ESPN, their fight planned for December 23rd has been delayed uh, until February of uh, 2024, once again to be held at the Kingdom Arena in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, as we all know, uh, Tyson Fury suffered a cut on his forehead, wee man, and uh, walked away with a black eye to boot. So uh, apparently this is cause for concern for his team and uh, a valid reason given a doctor's note to postpone the fight until February. Uh, there's lots and lots of comments across the boxing world about this particular uh, fight. And, and one in particular comes from Anthony, um, sorry, Eddie Hearn, who says, Anthony Joshua Franz Nagano is a bigger fight than Fury Usyk anyway. So moving along out of the... Uh, undercard fights that we happen to see on the weekend as well. Uh, according to Brian Weber out of boxingnews24.com, he says heavyweight contender Arsan Bek Mahmoudov, who's 18 and oh, by the way, with 17 of those wins coming by knockout, says he's hoping to get a title shot next year. And he's interested in fighting Tyson Fury due to some stuff he said about him. Uh, last Saturday night, Mahmoudov put in one of the best performances on the Fury versus Nagana undercard, destroying Junior Anthony Wright in the first round in a card that was littered with mismatches, without a doubt. At this point in Mahmoudov's six-year professional career, he needs to be matched against better opposition to make a name for himself and to continue to get moved up in rankings. However, with the size and punching power of the six-foot-five Mahmoudov, his promoters are likely having problems getting opponents willing to face him. It's important that top rank uses promotional, promotional muscle to get a title shot for the 34-year-old Mahmoudov before he ages out. The fight that top rank has the ability to make would be Mahmoudov versus Jared Anderson. Hmm. But they're probably not going to do that because they're trying to turn the 23-year-old into a star. Mahmoudov would wreck Anderson and top rank would have nothing to show for the money they put up in the Ohio native's career. Yes, Boxing is a business, so Mahmoudov won't get that chance to use Jared as a stepping stone. Uh, just to recap, uh, Mahmoudov's recent wins, as I said, Junior Anthony Wright, Raphael Akbajori, uh, Michael Wallace, Carlos Takam, Mariusz Wok, Irkan Tepper, and Pavel Sauer. Not exactly names that we all know and cherish, but nonetheless, it is an interesting story. Who will Mahmoudov face next? Let's move along then to another fight that happened uh, on that undercard as well, featuring heavyweight Martin Bacoli. And he's revealed that he swallowed a wasp midway through his fourth round technical knockout win against Tar Carlos Takam, uh, which, uh, you know, I've got to admit uh, might hurt, but it, it wasn't, uh, he not, wasn't only the fact that he swallowed it. It was the fact that the wasp had stung him multiple times and Bacali uh, was pointing, uh, Martin Bacali was pointing to his ear and then his eyes uh, when asked where it got him. And then Bacali said the wasp went into his mouth from there. Can't believe it. I'm so surprised, he said. Still coughing until now. I just uh, disturbed me in the ring and I was surprised in my mouth. I was, sorry, shouldn't be laughing about this, but I was vomiting my change room. I kept vomiting for a minute. I think the wasp, the wasp was still in there. Uh, strange. I can't believe it happened, but that it is what it is. Uh, the Congolese fighter since made it back to Scotland, uh, which he now calls home. All right, let's move along to some uh, interesting fights. 
former out of uh, Japan, former IBF World Junior Feather Champ, WBO number four, WBC number 15, TJ Doheny, 25 and four with 19 knockouts, impressively scored a hat trick by decking his third victory at the Karakion Hall in Tokyo, where when he successfully kept his WBO Asia Pacific 122 pound belt by halting previously unbeaten prospect Jafet Lee Liamandoa, 11 and one. I mentioned his name the other day. I'm sorry. I just that's a that's a hard one for 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 me to pronounce. And if you've got a way of pronouncing it, please send me a note uh, and break it up into uh, 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 syllables for me. Uh, he says, I wish I have an opportunity here to challenge Monster Anui, said the 30-year-old Victor. I will celebrate his birthday in a couple of days. He goes, happy birthday to me. It was a highly anticipated count of Southpaws, uh, where the hard puncher TJ versus the speedster Jap Lee. As the first round began, Lee Mido displayed faster Southpaw jabs to have Dohaney befuddled with his rival's tremendous hand speed. Midway in round one, Dohaney exploded a long southpaw overhand left that caught up with Lamido, who badly fell with his back head bouncing on the deck. Wobbling, regaining his feet, uh, Lamido looked, looked quite unsteady and tried to utilize his footwork to avert Dohaney's follow-up attack. As the champ was about to swarm over the groggy and helpless challenger, referee Somia called a halt uh, to save him from further punishment. TJ counted for the haymaker a left cross, which had been on his fight plan. Their mutual victim, ex-IBF 122-pound champ Roseki Awasa, was also shocked to see such a quick stoppage that inflicted a bitter first defeat for Lemidu. There we go. More news out of Japan. Great fighting scene, and we plan to cover it in much more detail uh, when we begin to live stream their fights on Talk and Fight. Moving forward in Japan as well. Uh, elongated 5'11 southpaw 122 pounder IBF number five W number 14 Toshiki Shimumachi 17 and one three draws 11 knockouts very barely kept his Japanese super bantam belt as he struggled to fight to a grueling draw uh, with JBC number one Toshiki Ishii 6 1 1 over 10 extremely hard fought rounds on Tuesday in Japan it was truly fight of the month since they kept nonstop punching each other for the full 30 minutes. The interesting point, point about this entire story is after the fight, Ishii's jawbone was found broken with some of the champ's solid shots. Ishii, 22, six inches shorter, said, I couldn't put my weight behind punches because of my broken jaw. Without that, my punches might have been more effective with stronger follow-through. I think we'd all agree to that one. And that's the type of fighting that we like to see here on Talk and Fight. Uh, fights that matter, fights that count, fights that are inspirational. And that is truly an inspirational story. A um, couple of uh, high-stake showdowns coming up on a bill uh, being put together by Top Rank coming up December 9th in uh, Pembroke Pines, uh, Florida. In the main event, Cuban WBO featherweight, King Robisi Eltran Ramirez, 13-1, eight knockouts, puts his belt on the line against unbeaten Mexican contender Rafael Aldavino Espinosa, 21-0, 18 knockouts. And in a 10-round junior middleweight co-feature, Puerto Rican sensation Xander Zayas, 17-0, squares off against Spain's Jorge Fortia, 24-3-1, by the way. This is all going to be broadcast on ESPN. Uh, the ESPN Plus undercard will showcase some of Top Rank's usual cast of characters. 
several of which we've mentioned often on Talk and Fight, including rising featherweight Bruce Shushu Carrington. He's 9-0, five knockouts, and the fighting pride of uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn. He's going to take on former world title challenger Jason Sanchez, 16-4. Carrington will attempt to go 5-0 this year in his first scheduled 10-rounder. Sanchez lost a unanimous decision to then WBO featherweight world champ Oscar Valdez in June of 2019. Also, someone else we've mentioned, junior middleweight Jahai Tucker, 10-1, five knockouts, looks to bounce back from his first defeat in an eight-rounder against unbeaten Argentinian Francisco Daniel Verón, 13-0. Tucker overcame a tough Nicolas Sekniavishli in April, but dropped a decision to Nicolas Flaz in July. Dominican Olympian Rohan Polonco, 10-0, will lock horns against Keith Hunter, 15-1, in an eight-round junior welterweight tilt. And U.S. Olympian Tiger Johnson, 10-0, makes his fourth appearance of 2023 in an eight-round junior welterweight fight against Mexico's Jimmer Espinosa, 15-1, by the way. Johnson's coming off a hard-earned majority of decision over a Carter Oquizes in September. Undefeated heavyweight prospect Damian Polish Hussar Naiba, 12-0, a six-foot six foot seven behemoth uh, with an 86-inch reach takes on Scott Alexander in an eight-rounder. So let's uh, look forward to seeing that result for sure. Damien, the Polish Hussar Naiba. Finally, to end off uh, today's episode, a caution to those uh, fighters who sign contracts. The Superior Court of Quebec has issued a judgment in the case initiated by Eye of the Tiger against welterweight Custio Clayton, another favorite here on Talk and Fight, for breach of contract between the two parties. Clayton was ordered to pay a sum of $193,293.86 plus interest and costs to Eye of the Tiger. That's nearly $200,000. Through its legal action filed against Clayton in 2021, Eye of the Tiger sought a conviction for the breach of the exclusive promotional agreement agreed upon in 2017 and for the loss of income resulting from the athlete's refusal to honor a three-fight deal negotiated in his favor. In the event of victory in the first two fights, this agreement would have allowed Clayton to participate in a lucrative world championship fight against the current welterweight champ, Terence Crawford. After investing in Clayton's career, his change of heart deprived Eye of the Tiger of a return on its investment. Therefore, the Superior Court, following its examination of evidence, considered that Eye of the Tiger had fully substantiated its actions against Clayton. Said Camille Estvan, I am pleased with the outcome of the process and we'll always do what is necessary to protect our team and our rights. Uh, Camille, by the way, is the president of Eye of the Tiger. And furthermore, the attorney representing the Montreal promoter, Anthony Rudman, confirmed that the judgment granted Eye of the Tiger's requests. He said, the judgment rendered is satisfactory. It recognizes the validity of the promotional agreement between Eye of the Tiger and Castile Clayton and underscores that there are consequences if a party fails to comply with it. So boxing fans, that uh, finishes up the, today's episode. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore for his show, Knuckle Up. Thank you very much for joining me, and we'll see you again.